Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents. Today, we have a fun day planned. Guys, welcome. And yes, we have a special guest with us today, Joanne Bolt. Yes, we are so excited to finally have her on the podcast. We've been talking about it for months and now we finally get to have her on. I think well, we thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Welcome, Joanne. You know, welcome, <laughs> hey. welcome. Uh, yeah. So, Joanne is someone that we've known for quite a few years now. We met, she was doing a training class and we met and we just instantly knew we would stay in each other's lives. And now we are together here at EXP and she is a boss woman. She runs Real Boss Women. She is the CEO, owner, founder, all the things <laughs> of this amazing company. Yes. And you guys heard me talk a little bit about it that I went to the conference she mm -hmm. just hosted and it was phenomenal. And so we're excited to have you. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Joanne, Joanne, going in, I have to ask, um, can we hear a little bit about your origin story? Like what is your superhero hero origin story? Um, I know you really through Lizzie. We probably met like two years ago, but I don't know anything about you before then. Like, yeah. who, are, who are you, Joanne? Bolton? Who was Joanne before she was an agent? You know, interestingly enough, so I came out of the University of Georgia with um, two degrees in business. And I had, you know, a summa cum laude, had all kinds of job offers and went and worked for one of the top five consulting firms in the world because they offered for me to travel. And I was like, hell mm. yeah, let's yeah. do this. That's all a, we want, right? Big money, put me on a plane. I want to travel. And mm -hmm. so consulting is really the heart of who I am. I, I figured that out over the years. I love mentoring Coaching's okay, but really, I just like to consult. I like to walk in, figure out what's wrong, how can we make it better, mm -hmm. what can we implement, and then ultimately get to walk away at the end of the project. Right. That was my yeah. favorite part of consulting. The problem for me got to be about three and a half years into the consulting gig when my boss at the time walked into one of our meetings and she made a flippant comment about her four-year-old's birthday party that they were going to be hosting in like three or four weeks. And the flippant comment was, you know, oh, we're going to, we, we got to have his birthday party at some point. And, you know, me, I'm like 23. I didn't have kids, you know, and I was like, right. oh, well, how old is he turning? Oh, well, he turned four like last month. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, but you're not having a birthday party for him until next month? And she goes, oh yeah, it really doesn't matter. He doesn't really know when his birthday is. And I have to plan these things around when I'm not traveling when I'm at home. Mm, yeah. And I went home that night, back to my hotel room. Home was relative when you're a traveling mm -hmm. consultant. Sure. And I remember I called my husband and I was like, you know what? I have no idea if we want kids or not. But if that is what it takes in order to be a partner level at this consulting firm, then I don't want to be a partner level. Yeah. Right. And if sure. I don't want to be a partner level, then why am I flying out every Thursday, flying home, you know, or flying out every Sunday, flying home every Thursday? My husband and I used to laugh that we had date nights in the Delta Crown Room because we never <laughs> saw each other. We were both traveling all the time for our jobs. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm kind of the that person who, when I make a decision, I don't linger on that decision. I'm like, boom, yeah. we're done, let's go. And so I right. literally that night emailed my boss and said, yeah, I'm out. I can't do this. I don't want to be a partner if what it takes to be a partner means I have to completely ignore my family. That is not who I'm going to be. I don't want to be that wise. Sure, absolutely. And I flew, I flew out of Denver, Colorado the next morning because when you do work for a big consulting firm, they don't let you give two weeks notice. They pretty much pack your shit up and say, get your butt back on the plane and leave. Yeah. Right. And yep. so 
in the Delta Crown room as I'm waiting for my flight. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I just quit my like, job. Like I was the breadwinner <laughs> for our family. Uh-huh. Like, I have to pay the mortgage, you know, and I'm freaking out. And so I did what probably a lot of people do. I thought, well, you know what? I'll just go get my real estate license. I can get it online. It'll be easy peasy and I'll make some fast cash while I'm figuring out my big girl job. I'll just yeah, become a real estate mm-hmm. agent and got my license. And that was 22 years ago. So yeah. there's my origin story. I came out of consulting, <laughs> took my get me through it job, and I'm still here today in real estate. I had no idea you had been agenting for 22 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. You start, so, you stop counting after a while. You're like, I don't need, we don't need to count that number any bigger. It's I don't know. Okay. I realized the other day, my, you know how when you, when you get licensed in the state of Georgia, you have your license number. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mine yeah. is ancient. See, I always compare mine I to do. whoever my corporate agent is. I look at it too. I'm like, is. okay, how long have they been in the industry? Are right? they new? Like you can tell that by yeah, the Yeah, what does yours start with? A three? three? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the twos. Yeah. Okay. Low twos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in real estate world, I'm a grandma. <laughs> I got a, I had a one the other day. A one? Yeah, it was a Ooh. one. And it was, Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Yep. That's, that, that's you some tell entitlement how that transaction's right going to go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally got a text. I've been doing this my entire life. Like, mm. oh, okay, this is how you know what? Is how I you're promised gonna myself when I got into the business because I had older agents that would pull that on me. And I promised myself that while I will tell someone, you know, like doing something like this, how long I've been in the business, I would yeah. never use it against another agent As, yeah. in a transaction. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter yeah. how long you've been in it. You could still suck the whole time you're there. If you I mean, haven't stayed relative and stayed up to date, you yeah. might mm-hmm. still think the contracts say what they did 15 years ago. And like, that's mm-hmm. not true. So no, no. absolutely. So yeah. I want to touch on something in your origin story. Um, and it resonated because we had an interview with a guy last night, uh, a listener. His name was Daniel. He's from Chicago. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool guy. Loved his blazer. Anyway... <laughs> One of the things he talked about is we discussed the interviews that he's had with different brokerages. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how one of the things he listened listened for was value from each of these different people pitching different brokerages, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the value that he was looking for was how do you value your agents? Like what do you value in their time and them growing and developmentally developmentally as a person um, and emotionally? And I thought that was really cool because... He made a point to say, in our generation, that's important. Yeah. You know, we want paid time off. We want to know that you value our time with our family mm-hmm. and, and these things that are important to us, not just financially, but as a person. Yeah. And it wasn't even so much like, what can you give me? It was like, wh- what is this going to do? Like, what, right. what do Absolutely. you see? Yeah. What do you see in me as an asset to you almost? Like, it was really, it was a great answer that's to really the question. Cool. Yeah. So, so I heard that in your story when you, we're reflecting on that incident with your boss and you were like, well, I don't want that for my life. That's not who I want to be. I want to be someone with my family and not having to put them on the back burner. So I thought that was really cool. And, Thanks. and yeah. way to go. Yeah. You know, it's kind well, of worked I, out over the years. I, I was listening to another podcast the other, the other day and it's just interesting how I feel like 
you know, people are given, you know, the next generation like a hard time. Like the 18 year olds are like, oh, they're just going to be worthless. They don't commit to anything. But it's funny because like, if you look back, all of us, when we were all that age, we didn't commit to anything either. Like it's a, it's a generational age thing. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, and we're all going to probably say this for every generation that comes. It's like, oh, they don't commit to anything. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here's my philosophy on that. If I can be indulged for a second. I have a lot of opinions people don't agree with. That's okay. I tell it like it is. Heidi, as I see it. Yeah. (laughs) One generation looking at the younger generation and making the comment, oh, that generation is lazy. They don't understand Mm -hmm. how to work hard. They don't do that. Really, it's it's not that that generation is the problem. It's you that's the problem. You can't figure out why they want to work four-hour days. Yeah. Because you've never done that. And I'm not saying you guys, I'm saying as no, a generation, yeah. like no, the we people that have all the a problem with the, the upcoming generations, it's usually out of fear or quite frankly, just, hey, I've never done it. I don't understand it. And so yeah. I'm going to, you know, not lack of understanding. Lack of understanding. There's sure. nothing worse than, well, this is the way I did it. This is how right. I suffered. So you have to suffer through it too. Yeah. Well, no, well, it's no, like a broker telling you these days that the only way to get business is to cold call expired. No. I mean, especially in this market, that's insane. What, what, what it may have been how you got business 25 years ago, and right. you may not know Instagram and Facebook, but um, today's agent is socially modern. They are out yep. there. They do things different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Preach. Yeah. Preach. Sorry. TED Talk. Welcome to my <laughs> Any, TED Talk. Anytime you want, Joanne. I love it. Um, okay. So let's talk, let's talk just a little bit about your real estate career. Like, you know, how that then got so, oh, sweet puppy in the background. Oh, sorry, Georgia. Hey, Georgia. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We always have dogs. They, they will eventually wake up and make their way up into mm-hmm. the video. She's more painful if I try to keep her out of their room. Oh yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. whatever, just, just come and just go. Let her do if her thing. if yeah. we leave ours outside, they'll just bark the whole time. We're like, sure. Just, just, you'll hear tails flapping in there as they're dreaming. <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, tell us a little bit about like where you started with real estate and where you are now. Cause I love where you're at now. Thank you. Um, I started out as a single agent quickly realized that I am good at contracts, but I didn't want to be good at contracts. And so mm. I actually hired an admin super early into the business. Quite frankly, I was the only one in my office that had a full-time admin you know, working for them because mm-hmm. agents at that time, they didn't understand leverage. They mm-hmm. just really didn't. Sure. And so I hired an admin and then I actually hired an agent to work with me. And I started building a team before teams were really a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, there was like mother-daughter teams, husband-wife teams, but mm-hmm. not true just business teams. And so I started that super early in my career because I quickly figured out that even by splitting a commission with another agent in, on my team, I could close more deals and make more money. And so that's, you know, that's what I did for a couple of years until I had to take a few years off from the real Mm -hmm. estate business. And when I came back into real estate, it was completely different. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I took my first retirement from real estate, we faxed offers back and forth. (laughs) Some of your listeners don't even know what that means. That's okay. And when I came back in, Zillow was on the scene. Realtor.com was on the scene. All of a sudden, the whole, you know, you e-signed everything. The Mm -hmm. whole world looked different. And so it really was starting over in the business. Mm -hmm. But I knew immediately I was going to start a team again. And so I jumped straight into running a team, ran that team, expanded out into six other offices at Keller Williams for about six years. And then, honestly, and again, 
people are going to laugh when I say this. I think COVID is the best thing that could have happened to us. We say it all the time. (laughs) It forced me to Mm -hmm. take a step back to Mm -hmm. really evaluate what I enjoyed doing, what I sucked at doing, how how did I want my life to look? It made me evaluate it again. Mm-hmm. And so when we started to come out of COVID, I was like, you know what? I actually don't enjoy managing a big team in the yeah. traditional real estate sense. Sure. Yeah. I want to be at a more technologically advanced broker. That's when we shifted to EXP. Mm-hmm. And and I really want to do what makes me happy in life and not, not the stuff that sucks the joy out of my life. And mm. holding agents on my team accountable sucked the joy out of my life. Oh, I mm. bet it did. You I know, and agents that. who looked at me and and would get angry because they're not doing the business that they want to do, even though I've literally laid on a platter for them, a playbook of how to get business, you right. know, this that sucked the joy it, out of my life. All, right. Yeah. yeah. And I found that during the COVID times, I was coaching a lot of women in real estate. And those women all had a lot of the same issues. Mm-hmm. You know, not tell me how to do a listing presentation or what's your best script for a buyer consultation or how to do a comparative market analysis. It was things like, Joanne, how in the hell am I supposed to um, prospect for business when my toddler is running around screaming because he's given up his nap hour? <laughs> you know, like he's yep. abdicating naps. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to do them anymore. Yep. And I, there's nothing I can do about that. Or Joanne, tell me how I'm supposed to show buyers every evening after, you know, they get off work and put dinner on the table for my family and do Mm -hmm. the dry cleaning and go to the grocery store and do all the things that mean a lot to me. And so when I started realizing that really my passion is coaching, mentoring, and helping the women aspect of real estate, Mm -hmm. then that's when I decided to step back from running my traditional production team and step into running the Real Boss Women which is the group that I run now. And it's it's broker agnostic. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what brokerage you choose to hang your flag with. I don't care. You know, at the end of the day, I think they're all going to end up at EXP, but I don't have to tell them that. They'll figure it out on their own. (laughs) And, you know, but we get to have a lot of conversations in that group that's super authentic, super transparent. Mm -hmm. You know, like why sometimes other agents in your office think you're a bitch when really Mm -hmm. it's just you're a high D and you don't, relate well to high eyes very well, or the struggles of running a team, the struggles of the family time mm. being split between the real estate time, safety issues. Sure. You know, when we go to open houses and they are vacant homes and we have literally advertised to the world, hey, between the hours of two and four on Saturday, I'm going to be by myself in this home and the door's open. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yep. how, in the, how in the world does that make sense for a lot of us? And how mm-hmm. do we deal with that mental struggle of burnout and getting it all done? And so now, you know, now there's nothing I do right now that sucks the joy out of my life. Everything I do just adds joy back in. Oh, I love that. That makes me so happy to hear. That is a nice place to be. Well, (laughs) I I mean, speaking as a member of that community, I mean, I I can attest to all the things that you say that you hope that that group is bringing because I mean, I've showed up on Zoom calls where I am looking like a mess and I'm like, okay, we got to talk about this mom thing because right now it's not working for me. (laughs) And like some of the tips Joanne's given is like, like simple things like, okay, Lizzie, if you can just get one load of laundry done a day, one load of laundry, that's going to help you get up, get back on top of your laundry situation. Do I always follow it? No, but it's a really good tip. (laughs) I was like, that that doesn't happen. No, actually it does happen now. For the the real estate community as a whole to stop the hustle Mm -hmm. culture and the competitive culture and really work toward being more of a collaboration Mm -hmm. Let me cheer you on. There truly is enough business for everyone. 
Exactly. And if you and I both go on a listing appointment and you beat me out, then there's a learning moment for me and not a bitchy exactly. moment for me. Well, that's and the I best think opportunity. if we can get yeah. there, woo, it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I was texting with another agent yesterday who had their inspector show up a day early, right? I don't know where the miscommunication was, what happened, um, but it, it was nuts. They were calling Lizzie. They were calling me. I was calling clients trying to figure out what was going on. We figured out that the, who knows where the, where the wires got crossed. Guy showed up a day early, right? Well, my clients were cool with it. They just, they just ran with it. They were like, whatever. And I was talking to the agent and she was like, thank God for you and your clients. Because if you had been anyone else that I work with, you would have come through this phone and eaten me alive. And I'm yeah. like, why? Like, sure, it could be inconvenient. It wasn't. It wasn't a big deal, but we're cooperative agents. We're supposed to be walking, working. Yeah, we're co-op, co-op right. agents. Like yeah. we work forget together that sometimes. Together. Exactly. Yeah. We work to get to the uh, closing table. That's all yeah. we're trying to do. So. Interesting, man. Okay. So <clears throat> something that I know you've done really, really well in your career is working your sphere. So tell us a little bit about like, what is the magic, the secret Mm -hmm. sauce to really working your sphere of influence well? Because I think a lot of people on here are like, I'm scared to do it. What do I do? I think you have to, you have to live by a couple of general rules. One of my first and foremost golden rules of sphere-based relationships is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? Mm -hmm. So if, you, if you're like me and every morning over your first cup of coffee, you see how many emails you can unsubscribe to. Amen. Then yes. do not put your sphere on stupid drip campaigns. Yes. I can get because behind that. Because if you hate 100%. it, they're going to hate it. Yep. yep. You know, um, I am that person who I'm like, no, I, you'll never see a drip campaign come out of any CRM of mine. Absolutely not. Yep. Ever. No. Get that because I hate them. So do unto others as you would do unto you. Mm-hmm. And understanding in your sphere, you got to pour into the people that you enjoy pouring into. Just because mm. you closed a deal with someone last year does not mean you need to be besties with them next year. Yeah, likes attract likes. And it's okay right. during the process to say, I enjoyed working with this person. Now we're going to be friends. I'm going to mm-hmm. see them on a routine. You know, I'm going to make sure I'm touching base with them often enough. They don't forget about me. But Mm -hmm. I also never lead with real estate. I never have. Mm -hmm. If you know me, you probably do know I'm in real estate and Mm -hmm. do know something about what I do in real estate. But even when I ran the big production team, I never handed out business cards. You know, you're not going to see me go to the neighborhood happy hour and lead with, who do you know that's buying or selling? I would yeah. love your referral. Like, I just don't do that. I let people naturally ask me about the market conditions and then I'll answer yes. all day long. Absolutely. But instead, I will, you know, work into the conversation something else to where that, you know, they'll realize I'm in real estate, but I don't mm-hmm. leave with real estate mm-hmm. because I actually had a friend of mine and I use this example all the time. She started selling Mary Kay. Now, hands down to anyone who wow. wants to sell Mary Kay, God bless you women. That is fine. Drive the pink Cadillac. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Everyone does their own. But I stopped talking to her, not because I didn't like her, but I stopped answering her phone calls or her texts to me because every single one, Mm -hmm. she never started, led with, or ended with out at least asking me if there was makeup I needed to order. 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no and one so wants to I be knew sold, that for right? her, I wasn't just in her sphere. I was a client and mm-hmm. always a client first. Yep. And so again, yeah. treat others as you want them to treat you. I didn't want to be treated like a client first, friend second. And so mm-hmm. I don't treat my sphere that way. I love that. Absolutely. And so we, we've been talking to our team about the Ford script and we're going over and over and over about it. And it's all about bringing value to someone else, right? Like you want to know about them. You know, talk yep. to me about how your family is doing. How are you, you doing? Know. Exactly. How's your kids? How's like, school? Are like you having you burnout with um, homework? Because, oh my God, mm-hmm. I am. I lead off with those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. then I live by the rule of the three C's. Okay. Coffee, Coke, and cocktails. Yes. These are my I three hope, C's. They are my cocaine. jam. Are I, it is my Johnny. goal every single week. To, what'd you say? He said, I hope you're talking about cocaine here. Coca-Cola. Okay. We're in Atlanta. Okay. Whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're in Atlanta. We don't drink Pepsi. Um, I like to meet my sphere routinely where they are, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever time works best for them. And I try to work it around meeting for a cup of coffee, meeting for lunch and having a soda, Coke, or Mm -hmm. meeting up for dinner or happy hour and having a cocktail or a glass of wine. Yeah, I love it. So I just treat everyone to the three C's. And Mm -hmm. as long as I do that, then people know I'm not just dropping by their home with some stupid gift that they don't want. I'm not slide dialing them a voicemail message, knowing they're not going to pick it up and having no intention of them picking up. I'm actually, you know, can I, can I treat you to a cocktail? Can I treat you to lunch? Can I treat you to a cup of coffee? Yeah. And that was, that's how I work my business. I think that's fantastic. Because, I mean, I, I just can't get around this idea of being sold or being treated like a client. Like, mm. nobody wants that to be how you perceive them. So, I think that's perfect. I had a yeah. really cool Zoom the other week with a girl named Macy. She's one of our listeners, and she's awesome. She just moved back to her hometown like two years ago, and she's like, there's other realtors that are friends with my friends. And I was like, look you probably need to make some new friends now that you've moved back. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is just reach out to the people you haven't talked to in forever. Say, hey, I don't know if you saw him back in Greensboro. That's where she is, which is funny. That's where I am. I'm from as well, North Carolina. And I don't know if you've seen, I've been back in Greensboro, but I'd love to just get lunch together, coffee, get a drink together. I was like, just start doing that several times a week and have no intention of asking them about real estate because they're going to ask you about it. They're going to ask you. They follow you you on social media. They're going to ask you about it. So you don't even have to worry about it. Right. And I was like, also the one thing that's so important is to ask people questions. Like we say this Mm -hmm. a lot, but like making sure you're asking them really good questions and so that they feel like they've talked the whole time. They're going to feel good about themselves. And listen, people know when and you're listen. listening. Yes, and yes. They know when you're not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, and I follow that strategy as well on my social media sphere. Mm. Like every single day I do what I call it the 10, 10, 5, where I go, I, I'm, my playground is mainly Instagram. And so mm-hmm. I go, I open up my Instagram and I go 10 stories across 10 feeds down, and then I send five DMs via video. Mm -hmm. But when I'm going across and down, I am commenting on whatever they're putting in their stories or their Facebook feed, but it's always with a question. You know, if so, if you've got, you know, your two-year-old and you're showing your, or like, okay, Lizzie, the other day, you're real, showing your kitchen, uh-huh. how it is 99% of the time, a total wreck or yeah. clean. I would have commented like, oh my gosh, how long did it take you to clean that kitchen out? Yeah, right. 
right? So an I'm always going to ask a question. The answer is an my, hour and a half. My goal in working that sphere is to show <laughs> mm-hmm. you a humanized relationship. Like, mm-hmm. how funny is that? My kitchen looks like that too. But by asking you a question, I'm going to get you to respond to it. Mm-hmm. Well, now the algorithms of social media think that we have value to each other. I'm sure. going to show up at the top of your feed. Yep. And oh, by the way, if I've done my Instagram profile correctly and it says something about EXP Realty after my name, mm-hmm. I never have to mention real estate. Mm-hmm. But every time you see me pop up, giving you a comment or responding to something, you know, in the back of your brain, I'm in real estate. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So logistical question about that. Technical question. Um, so you're 10, 10, 5. If you're going 10 stories across, right? Yep. Is Instagram going to say, like on that first day, oh, these are 10 people that she's going to interact with. And you're more likely to see those 10 people as opposed to getting 10 more people down. Does that make sense? It does. And what you have to do is you have to have a good strategy for doing the 10, 10, 5. Mm-hmm. So what I do, if I started on a Monday and I go 10 across, then I literally in my, I have two computer screens up, you know, at mm-hmm. any given time in my office and in my database, mm-hmm. I literally jot touch. down whose stories did I comment on that day and whose sure. feeds did I go down. So the next day, if I comment on you yesterday and now you're showing up as the number two in my stories, mm-hmm. I actually skip you and keep going until I've done 10 mm-hmm. that Bingo. I didn't talk to that week. Okay, that was the question. I was like, I could totally see myself just, just commenting the on people. the same yeah. people over no. and over again. It, <laughs> and, and the point is to get a variety. And the way that I do my DMs, my five video DMs every single day is, mm-hmm. y'all are going to laugh at how freaking simple this system is. Every day of the month is a different day of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. So if today is yeah. L, I'm going to go through my contacts. I'm going to buy five people whose first name starts with the letter L. And you guys are getting a DM video from me. Like, it's just that simple. Mm. Good for you. That's awesome. That's so like, and we we talk a lot about social media of like, okay, guys, like don't make it absolutely everything. But this is a day and age of social media. Like you have to be doing it. But this system, yeah. you know, the 10, 10, 5 system, once you mm-hmm. set it up and you understand how to keep up with it, mm-hmm. it's a 30 minute a day system. Yep. Sure. And no more. And you can set a freaking timer. Like it's a 30 minute a day system. Mm-hmm. The, I think that's the hardest thing, thing you're going to have is figuring out maybe how to comment on someone's story in a way that gets them to engage back to you. Yeah. And oh, once sure. you practice it, it's no different than practicing scripts. Once yeah. you practice that mindset, it comes mm-hmm. super naturally. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this kind of leads into the next question I was going to ask you. And in a way, I feel like you've answered it really well is like, for a new agent that's starting out, what's a really good, cheap way to invest into your sphere? And I mean, part of that can be messaging people, just engaging with people. That's a free way. Social media is free. Just engagement is free. So, I mean, that's one way. But do you have any other suggestions of good, cheap ways for people to really market well to their sphere? Absolutely. And it goes back to the coffee, Coke, and cocktail mm-hmm. concept. Yep. New agents want to buy Zillow leads, buy Realtor.com and OpCity leads. They want to spend all this money on Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. So if you're willing to spend that money, then why don't you invest it in a coffee, Coke, and cocktail? Yeah. It'll go so much further. So here's what's cheap. A $5 Starbucks coffee is cheap. Bingo. Mm -hmm. A $10 glass of wine with someone Mm -hmm. who has the potential to either refer you or already has referred you is Mm -hmm. actually... ROI, price per person, 
damn cheap. So cheap. I'm going to start And you don't have that. to do it five, six, seven <laughs> days a week. You can spend five days a week just doing the 10, 10, five method, which is mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. And then one day every week, make sure you're meeting someone for a coffee, Coke, or a cocktail. And guys, you're already eating and drinking. So why not do it with somebody else? If you're already paying for it, just pay for someone else. And if you think that through, if you make it a priority to put that on your calendar and to mm-hmm. do that, I mean, you're 75 bucks or less every month in marketing to your sphere. Well, that and, you know, just from a tax standpoint, it's a that's pretty need some write-offs. right there, yeah. okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for agents to understand about working their sphere is it does take time and consistency to develop. Mm-hmm. You know, they get in the business and they want a closing within 45 days and they get super frustrated when they don't have it in their first 45 days. And so then they try to buy leads. Mm-hmm. If you are consistent with anything you do over time, six months, seven months, that that business is, to, I'll list all the S's popping, but right. that business right. is sustainable. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. That you was know, where thing- buying leads isn't always going to be. no. That was something I remember that stuck out to me the first time I heard you teach in the office that we were at is, you know, anything you do, you need to give at least six months to. You have to be committed to it for at least six months. It's not going to show up. You're not going to see that returns for a while. You just have to like put your head down and do it. Mm -hmm. Well, and in today's day and age, even more so than when I taught that class, it takes between 18 and 21 touch points for someone to really determine they're going to use you as an agent. Sure. It would be now, nice to have a magic The fun button. piece about social media, if you're putting videos out there mm-hmm. that are actually something someone wants to watch mm-hmm. and you're not just flooding your Facebook page with market updates and just listeds because that that's going to make your ideal audience stop following you and stop watching right. you. Think about mm-hmm. the Mary Kay lady that just called me asking for mm-hmm. business. I tuned her out after a while. If you make your social media engaging to where people mm-hmm. want to follow it and watch you, then it's there forever. Mm-hmm. It's the postcard that never dies. It's the yeah. billboard that never gets replaced. Sure. And they can go and binge you all they want. And so by the time they finally reach out to you to buy or sell a home, they've already seen you 15 to 18 times. Mm-hmm. And it may only take you one time of having a coffee with them. Mm-hmm. You don't actually have to do it 20 times if you put yeah. out enough content on social media. Sure. That's so good. That's so helpful. So where do you see the real estate industry going right now? What's next? I feel like there's, we've seen some fear mongering headlines in the news and other yeah, the, people we've the seen. clickbait, my God. Yeah, there's a lot of clickbait going on and we're like, okay, let's not freak out. But what, do you, what are your thoughts on the real estate industry? Oof, I think we're about to have a culling of agents and I'm super excited by it. <laughs> Okay, I like, said the same thing like two months we've ago. We've just said I? this recently. If you yep. don't want to treat this like a business, get out. Yeah, I don't want yep. you here to. making me look bad and making my profession look bad. So I'm okay <laughs> if you need to exit the building. I'll open the door for you. Um, and I think that's we're going to see a lot more of that in the future because mm-hmm. I think that the commission battle is at its head. I mm-hmm. actually predicted this about two years ago that mm-hmm. listing agents would stop paying the buyer's agent. And now we're mm-hmm. starting to see it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm all in favor of it, by the way. Completely in favor of it. Yeah. The buyer should pay their own agent. They I, hire I don't you. disagree with it necessarily. It's, it's an unnatural equation. You don't see that anywhere else. No. In Correct. commerce at all. So when, when buyer's agents can stop 
gathering clients by using the old script, which is a little not true of, hey, use me. You don't have to pay for me. Bingo. I'm free. Mm -hmm. Well, A, that statement alone just diminished our industry. Okay. Well, and and that was illegal. That's really just not a good way to get a client. That that is kind of misleading to to Mm -hmm. them. And quite frankly, why should the seller pay the buyer's agent that they didn't get to interview, hire, talk to, and they don't ever get to interact with? And negotiates against them. Actively negotiating against them. Yes. Yeah. So I think it should be a buyer cost. Mm -hmm. What that cost is going to look like is yet to be seen. Um, It could end up being something that gets negotiated. Kind of like in Georgia, we can negotiate closing costs. I actually doubt it's going to be. I think sellers are going to say, heck no. Yeah. You pay in for a buyer's agent. And I think as a result, we are going to have a a mass exodus out of the industry. And then those of us who are here still doing this as a full-time job, or Mm -hmm. even if you're part-time, but it's all you do, it is your profession. I think Mm -hmm. that we can step up our standards some. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. There are some people who just don't need to be here. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like yeah. the people that just get their license to sell their own home because they want to save the percentage. Right. You, you, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, that, I mean. That blows my mind of like, you're going to take a, a real estate course, which to be fair, does not teach you that much. No. It teaches you somewhat how to not get sued, but it does not teach you how to be a good negotiator. Like, I wish there was a good course on negotiating. There are. Right? There are. We're going to start taking them because that's just important. Everyone needs these. Why don't we take Where those? Where have you been, Johnny? Oh, I, I don't, I don't like, pay for courses. He doesn't. I'm sure there's a free one. Okay. Well. Probably. Uh, no. That's good. Well, I feel like all of this information is so helpful. A lot yeah. of our agents that are coming on are new. And so we don't want to scare you and say like, you're going to get in just, just to get out, but prove people wrong. Like work super hard and make sure you're not one of those agents that's going to be getting out and forced out. I mean, par- things are getting more expensive. Inflation has happened. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to be able to pay for things somehow. So like put your head down and get to work right now. Cause if, if listen, this, I love a new agent. In. All day long, I love a new agent. I love it when they're excited to get into the business. Mm -hmm. The agents who are here that don't want to understand that you are in sales, Mm -hmm. this is not HGTV, (laughs) and you have to keep up with current trends and understand the market. If if you don't fall into those categories, then let's go find you a career that fits you. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, and if you think that this is your career and you get in as a new agent and in 18 months you decide it's not for you, then let's help you out. And I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. So get into the business. Just know you're in sales. Do you know how many, you know how many new agents I talk to on a weekly basis literally will say to me, I had no idea I had to go find clients and be in sales. (laughs) Right. That is the job is finding clients. You're a lead generator. That is your job. That's all you're doing. Yeah. That's, and you sell a couple homes in the process. Right. Yeah. But agents don't realize that until yeah. they have to realize it. So. Yeah. I think it's a good, good warning. We, I feel like we try to give people the real, like, this is what you're getting into. Like. Well, people need to know. It's not selling yeah. sunset. So. No. Oh, no. No, it's not. <laughs> and please remember that the agents you're looking at that are on social media, that are super successful, what goes on behind closed doors isn't what they're sharing on their social. Mm-hmm. And you know, no agent can compare their year one, two, or three to my year 22. Mm-hmm. Well, no. That's and not fair to them. It's not fair to me. No. You know, they don't know what my first couple of years look like. And and so when an agent gets in the business and starts comparing themselves, 
they're more likely to walk out of the business because they feel like a failure and it's not their fault. They're, they're sure. not failing. They're just at a yeah. different stage. Mm-hmm. And I would tell people to watch out for internet gurus and people who seem like they know what they're doing and have it going on and posing against expensive cars. I, yeah. I would never listen to any of these people. Like those people scare me. They freak me out. Yeah. Um, like you well, said. Well, you know how many of those people are broke? Exactly. What you see on because social media is not real. All the money comes in and they immediately spend it back out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Glenda Baker and I were having a mastermind a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and she laughed and said, she made $137,000 one, one deal in commission at the beginning of her career. And she uh-huh. was like, you know what I did with it? Spent every penny. Oh my yeah. God. So then by the next year, she had none of it left and she had to start all over again. Yeah. Now it taught her a lesson. Yeah. But it is what we see a lot is these agents. Oh my God, I make all this money. I'm driving the Porsche. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you know what I want to see? I like to see the agents that are like, yeah, I just bought my eighth rental home. Yeah. Because I'm going to invest back it. in myself and yes. I'm going to earn money that way. Well, and that's something I feel like, I feel like the reason a lot of our podcast listeners resonate with us is because we're just like extraordinarily average to quote Giselle Ugardi. Like <laughs> we are so extraordinarily average. Like we and, literally last night, we, it's on our ring cam. We really should take this video. <laughs> like at 10 o'clock at night are carrying a dog crate outside to clean up vomit. Like we are real people, you guys. Like we don't pay people to do this shit. Like this is us. We're real people. We're in it with you guys. We had two <laughs> conversations with listeners in the last day who were like, oh my God, I feel yeah. like, I feel like I'm talking a to a celebrity. celebrity. And I'm like, no, average. we're not. Average. We're average. Not. That's what I tell people. I'm like, listen, <laughs> please don't ask me to lead off with my GCI or my transactions closed. That's not what's important. What's important yeah. is who I am as a person, who you are as a person. Can we connect? Can go. Yeah. yeah. And we, you know, we're never wanting to be like number one. We say that it's not, we, there's too much that has to be sacrificed to be there. And so listening to the people that are number one, not everybody is able to sacrifice the way that they do. Their families suffer. <laughs> or like, nor do we want a, to. No. And you know, it's Lizzie, okay. Do you remember like last April when we went to the conference in Arizona that yeah. Brent Gove did? Yeah. And one of the first things you and I both said was, oh my gosh, no one at EXP walks in the room with their GCI leading. No. Mm-mm. They walked in with t- bathing suit trunks on, flip-flops. Literally, <laughs> And then once you got to know them, you were like, holy crap, you closed how much last year? Yeah. Like, th- such real people at that brokerage. I think that's I part love, of the reason I'm still loving yes. being there. I, I, that was literally one of the biggest takeaways is like, we would stand there and have a conversation with someone who was like multi, multi, multi-millionaires. Yeah. And they just treated you like you were just a normal person. Yeah. And that, that's the life I want to lead. All right. I want to be walking in in swim trunks and with a cocktail in my hand. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I don't Flip need flops, a three-piece right? suit. I don't want that life. You love a good suit. Don't lie. I, I, I do, but I wear them for years. Right. Okay. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're very years. good. We're, we've currently lost part of a suit. <laughs> it's a big deal. We're, we're looking for it. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So we like to wrap up with like a super random question. And sometimes we get listener questions, but I didn't look today. So today we're just going to have to throw an off the cuff random All right, question. Go. Hit me. Okay. Since you were just on vacation, what is your go-to vacation cocktail? Mm. Ooh. So depends on where I'm going. Okay. Okay. Give us. Right. Give us the... um, I'm allergic to oranges and strawberries. Oh yeah. So the Caribbean for that. me is a little difficult. That My go to so there is an everyday <laughs> average cranberry and vodka. Sure. Yep. Yep. If I'm in London, anything with gin, 
holy crap, those people from England can make a damn good (laughs) cocktail. They can craft it like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. You picked an amazing cocktail for the Real Boss Woman VIP party. The elderflower, gin. Mm. And honey. Oh, it was so good. Prosecco, yep. I was like champagne in it, yeah. Oh yep. my God. I do it like was... a good elderflower. I do like anything with honey. I like the Proseccos. And, mm-hmm. and there's always a good glass of wine for me. Oh, yeah. It, you know, all else fails. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I don't we're... typically do margaritas. I'm not a big martini drinker mm-hmm. unless I'm in London because they can yeah. just gin over there just taste different. <laughs> so, I guess, yeah, my favorite vacation cocktail changes where I am. I sure. love it. Yes, you vacation in good spots. We're going to Jamaica like in a week. Two weeks. Two weeks. So, we got to figure it out. Oh, I got it figured out. Pina colada <laughs> in my hand all day long. All day long. Now I'll tell you best vacation, renting a catamaran and sailing the British oh, Virgin Islands. That. Yes. That sounds One day, like a that's dream. a bucket list a thing. Dream. And let me tell you, you work so hard all year long. When you get on that catamaran and they're really, you're, you're in the middle of the ocean. Like you really like, don't have good internet service. So no you're, connection. And because you're on a catamaran, like, you're not packing your laptop because it could get wet at any point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you are forced to disconnect and you are forced mm. to take a vacation and I you would will relax like nobody's business. Yeah. <sighs> That'd be amazing. That would be incredible. Like no one can contact me about contracts or worry about this or that. Nope. And I, oh my God. Nope. Be, don't call me. Know. Don't text me. Don't tag me yeah. in a post. Nope. Just leave, <laughs> leave me alone. I Just leave it. me alone. You guys will hear from me when I get back and I'll be a better yeah. person for it. Right. Mm, Well, we want to plug you one more time. Yes. Real Boss Women. Yes, Real Boss Women, her podcast. She also has an amazing podcast called The B Word. And it is hilarious. Joanne's great. (laughs) She has good people on it. So definitely check that out. And what's your Instagram handle for people to find you? My handle is at it's Joanne Bolt. My last name is Bolt. Like the lightning. You'd be surprised how many people with my Southern accent think it's V and no, it's B as in a boy, like a lightning bolt. <laughs> Joanne Volt. I get no, that all the time. B-O-L-T. B-O-L-T, Joanne. It's Joanne Bolt. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. So check yeah, it out. You can find Thank me. You. you can DM me. You can tag yeah. me in a post. It's what I like most is Glenda taught me to say. <laughs> I will I love answer. that. That's so good. Well, thanks for being Thank here today. So much, we appreciate thanks, you and everything you've done for us. You have given us a new life, honestly. So we appreciate Aww. you a so lot. True. You did it. I just opened the door. You did you it. You did. You opened a big, big, big door. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Joanne. You're welcome, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>